Alright you big boys and flat tops, it's time to dust off your starter jackets, rip off those tearaways and blow into your game cartridges. I'm Sam Blanford. I'm Pat Sellers. And I'm Sean Kelly. And we wish it was the 90s. In fact, we wish it was 1990. Uh, welcome back to another episode of whatever it is this podcast does. Uh, where we today will be talking about the somewhat forgotten, but I guess uh, nichely loved Dick Tracy. Um, nichely? Well, um, yeah, it's it's got a real interesting cult following. I don't even know if it's cult following, but a really strong following from people that like it. It's got heaps of like weird production and post-production history. Um, but I also, um, I, I think it was uh, Pacino who actually said, um, you know, this is one of the uh, best productions he's ever been a part of and can't believe that this film is somewhat forgotten. I didn't even know it existed, so... <laughs> How old were you when this came out, though? Uh, I was not quite one yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, shit, we were five. Are you younger than me, Sean? Four. Yeah, I was. I was born in eighty-seven, and this came out in ninety. So. No, yeah, that makes me four. I remember it. Yeah. Well, let's 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 talk about that then. Um, I remember having. VHS of this complete with advertisements through the middle of it so it was obviously on TV 1 or 2 at the time which I think were the two options in New Zealand um, obviously later than 1990 I remember it but mm. um, couldn't really remember I remember we watched it quite a lot I'm putting the VHS on quite a lot so I can remember the logo um, I can remember a lot of Tommy guns. I remember the iconic Dick Tracy outfit and just a whole bunch of weird heads. I couldn't really remember the film. That was all I went to this rewatch remembering, really. I'm similar. Like, I, I think I also had a VHS version of this that was recorded. I remember just absolutely fizzing for Dick Tracy. Um, the, the the yellow trench coat and hat was just something I wanted to wear. But actual memories of the movie, no real idea. Just I didn't even remember how weird everyone looks. I just remember it being like a sort of gangster movie and thinking Dick Tracy was absolutely awesome. Sam, you've you'd never seen it, eh? Hey? I honestly did not even this existed. Well, let's start with you then, with your, like, I don't want to lead anyone here. Um, what are your thoughts on this film? Um, pretty, I think, odd choice for us to podcast about um, from after watching it, because I, I, like, I didn't, I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was fine. I didn't, I also didn't think it was, like, awesome. Um, but I could see why people love it. Um, and like revere it. I, I do. I came around and I started off hating Dick Tracy. I feel like it's a little bit like your Cyclops love. Um, but but I came around on uh, on Dick. Um, but 
Al Pacino is fucking awesome. Uh, he is awesome. But also, it's not like, it's not, I don't think it's funny, but it's also not in, uh, like, there's no unintentional comedy either. Um, it was just like a, it just seemed like an average film, which was a little bit odd to me. Did you not find it funny that big boy Caprice, a.k.a. Pacino, kept misquoting famous people? I didn't pick that up. Uh, I was just reveling in his performance. Uh, anytime he's on the screen, he steals it, steals the scene. Um, and and look, and also I was there for Madonna. Let's be honest. Yeah. That was an unbelievable performance. I, I, Madonna has like quite a, obviously quite a few acting credits to her name, but I think she probably doesn't get the uh, respect she deserves as an actor. She's she's pretty awesome, and she's definitely awesome in this. Um, awesome looking too well that's why uh, when Disney were releasing this they moved it to one of their umbrella companies Touchstone because it was too risque for the Disney brand Mm, bit of trivia Mm. in there yeah Um, yeah sorry I should have saved that for our new segment Tracy Trivia (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, what about you Pat how do you feel revisiting this yeah, re- revisit was uh, it was interesting revisiting Ed Batman, but um, it was uh, I don't know much about sort of the source material or anything like that, but I I appreciated for the movie or you know quote unquote superhero type movie uh, from the nineties that isn't an origin movie, like it just gives you enough credit to go you're gonna you're gonna figure out these characters as we tell the story anyway. I was talking um, to someone at work about how I've been watching this for the podcast and like, and this probably doesn't have the same effect on you, Sam, because you don't uh, indulge in heaps of superhero content like Pat and I do, but I was absolutely wrapped that from the start of this movie, you learn that Dick Tracy's a cop. He's the best cop, and he's real good at his job. He's well established. There's no like, how did he get the trench coat, or you know, yeah. climbing the ranks of the force. You're just like straight into Dick Tracy's the best cop. Here's all your mobsters. They're all established. Half of them are killed off at the start. Like, there's no messing yeah. around. Yeah, I definitely appreciate that. Um... And I definitely didn't remember how good the cast was. Um, yeah. Is, yeah. I, I don't reckon I knew half the actors, who they were when I was watching this as a child. But to, like, go back no. into this. And some of them you can barely recognise, but I was like, wow, this is absolutely stacked. Yeah, um, you said, you said, do you call it Ed Batman before? Weird Batman. Oh, weird, oh, Batman. weird Batman! Because I've yeah. I've got that written straight away at the start. As this seems like a um, Batman movie. There's a couple of real key Batman elements. So Warren Beatty, um, who directed and stars as Dick Tracy, <clears throat> um, requested or asked Danny Elfman to do the music for the film because he loved his um, music for Batman 1989. So that instantly gives you that Michael Keaton Batman feel. And then also the production of like 
the city clearly being like just painted backdrops and it's not a you can tell it's not a real city but it doesn't impact the movie it gives it's definitely leaning into the fact that this is like a 1930s newspaper comic serial sort of thing yeah i reckon that was awesome like the mixture of animation live action um color scheme and stuff was pretty awesome Mm. Mm. i was going to mention that in my tracy trivia section about how this is the last film to use painted backdrops for wide scenes wow Mm. um I've got a couple of questions for you guys. So we kind of talked about the style. I was interested in what your thoughts on the style of the production style, but we've sort of covered that. Um, how did you guys feel about the love triangle? Oh, look, don't get me wrong. I, I do like Tess Trueheart, but um, I was gutted when uh, I think I wrote down... Um, You've got you've got to give Madonna what she wants, Dick. You've got to give her what she wants. That scene where she's just begging him. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the females is a little bit like a Cloud, Eris, and Tifa um, love triangle for me. Mm. It was a classic. Um, I kept thinking because I went in with the knowledge because I did a little bit of research before watching that Warren Beatty directing and starring <clears throat> and if i was directing and starring in a movie and had madonna i'd definitely direct her to throw herself at me too in 1990 that is and 2000 and 2010 that scene with uh her and him in his detective's office i guess mm. she just struts in it's like um, because I don't, I didn't remember that Warren Beatty was the director of this as well as as the the main actor, and um, that was a scene that was <laughs> clearly because he was also the director. It's like I can make the scene happen. <laughs> Somewhat questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you guys think of um, Dick Tracy's um, Apple Watch? Smart watch. Yeah, it's great. I just put Dick, Dick's Apple Watch as mint. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys think of uh, Kid? Jack? Run home Jack? Yeah, Jack. Run home Jack. Benning? Is that his name? Uh, of, all yeah. the huge, of all the huge names in the opening credits, Jack from Hook was definitely the biggest. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, he was good. He's, he, he was a great child actor. I feel like we don't get child actors these days but yeah he's a he's got some charisma that kid what's it like charlie corismo or something eh? charlie cosmo maybe yeah something like that my grammar in the the first sort of like 10 minutes i was like i don't i don't remember this kid from when i watching it when i was younger and i'm not enjoying him but i like warmed up to him real fast I also found the first 10 minutes quite jarring as I like tried to adjust to this with these all these weird heads and faces and but once it got rolling I was like yeah I'm well and truly into this I'm having a great time. Yeah the weird weird heads and faces uh, I, I, that was one of the things I remembered I remember there was heaps of real weird 
heads and faces and then part of me was like am I remembering who framed Roger Rabbit for some reason and then when I saw some of the faces I was like ah oh, yeah no I do remember this um, then you know a lot of, a lot of slapping around of, of uh, kids and females as well <laughs> somewhat jarring too um, just a couple more questions I think about the plot at least um, so I guess the the movie revolves around Dick trying to take down um, big boy Caprice, who is um, obviously played phenomenally by Al Pacino. But in the background, there's a faceless character with I couldn't work out if it was a voice mod modulator or just a weird voice because they had no face in the background, seemingly trying to stitch everyone up. Um, and it's kind of the side story but ultimate big bad and then the twist at the end is that it's breathless maloney how do you guys feel about the twist see it coming it got me yeah it got me it was awful oh you don't like it sam it's because well, you were rooting for breathless no i don't i don't mind that but normally when there's a reveal like that then it cuts back and gives us some kind of context as to why or like it was just like oh she's there and that was it mm. yeah yeah interesting um i didn't i it got me big time i was like just before the reveal i was like going through my head like who is this going to be it's going to have to be someone we've seen and yeah yeah it had to be her be fair, I didn't think it was someone in a mask. I was like, because there's heaps of weird head people. I was like, oh, that's a person thing. without a face. <laughs> yeah, I was in on that. I was like, is this just a person without a face? Because yeah. um, there was that person with a massive head and tiny face. Little face. Mm. Um, just last, last plot question. Did you guys notice throughout the movie just heaps and heaps of um, awkward silent scenes where Dick is completely lost for words? It was bad acting, wasn't it? Because <laughs> Warren Beatty's like yeah, but he's the director, reasonably well, so well regarded director and actor. So I think this is deliberate, and I just he just kept getting like absolutely stumped. Pat, I see if you don't really notice it. I probably didn't notice it because I was watching it on one point two five times speed. <laughs> When you mentioned that now, private, wish it wasn't on his chair. I was pretty chaffed. <laughs> uh, I was like, uh, yeah, I was trying to see what mumbles would be like on 1.25. I might have to go back. Um, before we get into best bits, I just, well, I guess this is kind of best bits anyway. I just want to acknowledge, we've already talked about Warren Beatty, uh, Jack from Hook, Madonna and Pacino. Um, William Forsyth is flat tops really really good um at the start we've got paul savino who i didn't know his name but i instantly recognized him from the sopranos as lips manless who gets the concrete treatment um but uh. then there's also um dick van dyke in there Catherine o'hara of home alone fame um james khan obviously big on his gangster movies but probably one of the greatest performances I've ever witnessed is Dustin Hoffman as Mumbles. <laughs> he's great as Mumbles. Let's get to that in the character draft. I'm sure he's Ma in the top Mandy, six. Mandy, uh, was it Mandy Pick Tankin is the 
piano guy. Oh yeah, the piano guy's great. Yeah, yeah, big fan. Um, sweet. Um, well, it, we sort of didn't. <clears throat> any, is there any other best bits that you guys like to throw in, or you want to jump into some quotes? Definitely, definitely. No, I've got a couple of best bits before. Well, I've only really got one quote, but um, best bits. I I didn't go back and rewatch it, but I'm eighty five percent sure this is what happened. That scene uh, for Big Boy's big meeting where he's got all the gangsters in town to try and get them under one roof in some sort of incorporated structure or business and they're all going to be one team basically against Dick Tracy. And Dick Tracy's on the building spying on them. <laughs> and um, one, of the, one of the guys that, uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but he's... Um, Elf's dad on the movie Elf, the Christmas movie. Um, that's James. Doesn't want to go out and he, and he gets jets it. Um, he gets he leaves, goes in his car, gets onto the sky with the car bomb, and so Dick has to make his quick exit off the building. He leaps for a lamppost. I'm eighty five percent sure the stuntman slams his face into that lamppost. <laughs> Got that written down too. <laughs> He believe believe me, there's there's oh. more there's more to come of that in Tracy trivia. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, so Beatty was like, "Leave that in." Was it because the guy was too concussed to do another take? <laughs> uh, I don't want to ruin our new segment by blowing it now, but yeah, I've got yeah. some really interesting stuff on that. Um, yeah. That, uh, that scene uh, as well. I mean, whilst seen as we're doing best bits and quotes together, um, in that scene, the big boy Caprice says, you get behind me, we all profit. You challenge me, we all go down. There was one Napoleon, one Washington, one me. Yeah, that was good. So good. Yeah. yeah. One of the very early quotes when um, you sort of set it, they set the scene really well early on to say, like, Dick Tracy is weirdly like, a police detective and local celebrity he comes out and all the press are asking him questions and one of the reporters goes will you run for mayor i'm a cop charlie i don't want a demotion <laughs> Quite good. um what about you sammy um i i liked how um the mask obviously took a little bit of uh dick tracy with the yellow trench coat and the uh, the hat, just flashbacks to old Stanley Ipkiss. I think it's with with watching the mask after Dick Tracy. Clearly, for people who are fans of Dick Tracy, that's like so is Stanley Ipkiss. That must be why, surely. Mm. Yeah, I've I seen like, that as well. I like that. Um, Dick Tracy is very cool. Um, but being referred to as Tracy instead of Dick, or just not being referred to as Dick Tracy, was not quite as cool. Like, just like I don't really think if you're going to go by one name, Tracy should be the name. He gets called Tracy heaps, <laughs> especially <laughs> by uh, by Breathless. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and, um, and Kid, or as he calls himself later legally, Dick Tracy Junior. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> we'll get it to how good the characters. 
we'll get to how good the characters were soon but um yeah the kid was great too um and also the other quote i liked from al pacino was every quote but looking for generals what do i got foot soldiers <laughs> i had that written down i've got i've got one more caprice quote as well towards the end um where he's he's with um oh what's the other love interest name i keep forgetting her name uh, true, true heart, Tess, true heart. Tess, true heart. Yeah, Tess, and he's dragging her off, um, forced to kidnap her by the circumstance. <laughs> and he goes, "Wait a minute, wait, I'm having a thought. Oh yes, oh yes, I'm gonna have a thought. It's coming. It's gone." That whole <laughs> his dialogue throughout that whole escape with the Tess, true heart is hilarious. He keeps going on. He keeps going on about how it's New Year's all the time. He keeps bringing it up, and it's he's like making a getaway and kidnapping someone. But keeps talking about it. It also it's leads also to my cool. favourite scene, where his his mannequin gets thrown down the down the stairs. That is fucking ridiculous. With that, that it's also quite just... clear in that getaway that some of those dialogues have have been recorded post production because it's just like a real like far away shot, and you can see that he's not even talking at all and it's just been thrown over the top in the scene. Sure, I didn't notice that. It was, it was still <laughs> it was still really good. Yeah, he was saying some weird shit there. That was great. Um I've only got one other quote and I could do heaps, but um I I just I really enjoy um <laughs> the all well actually there's a couple here, but just the interactions between Breathless and, and Dick. Um Early on, when he's interrogate, why well, he goes to talk to her about the death of Lips, um, Lips Manless, and he says, "No grief for Lips." And she's like, "I'm wearing black underwear." He says, "You know, it's legal for me to take you down to the station and sweat it out of you under the lights." And she just goes, "I sweat better in the dark." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he rings her later, and she goes, "Thanks for calling." I was beginning to wonder what a girl had to do to get arrested. Oh no, yeah. And he he goes, wearing that dress is a step in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> and then Stuff. when she pours a drink for him and he says, I'm on duty. She says, what's your day off? Sunday. It's a big world. Must be Sunday somewhere. <laughs> this is <laughs> incredible. Um, that's probably it for me for quotes. Um, anyone else? No, I'm looking forward to Tracy trivia. I'll go pour a cup of tea. Oh. All right, let's get into some new segment. <laughs> Sam, play the theme song for Tracy trivia. Uh, should be that, should be that uh, reporters sort of sting that keeps going up when they're doing the news flashes. That Look forward to Sam editing that in at the last minute. Yep, good. <laughs> okay, Tracy trivia. So in the film, there are only, excluding black and white, there are only six other main colours that you see. Uh, red, blue, yellow, green, orange, and purple. And that's because those are the six colours that were used in the comic strip. Mmm. Ah. Um, cool. We mentioned this was the last film one of the last films with paintings as backgrounds before cgi took over that element um 
we talked about how Pacino loves the film. A, a quote from Pacino. Warren Beatty made a wonderful artistic film, even though now it's like it doesn't even exist. Um, He's saying what we're all thinking. <laughs> all the character, all the villains in particular, but all the characters in the film, it's makeup and stuff like that is based on how they look in the comic strip, except for big boy Caprice, which is completely reimagined by Pacino. So he designed how he wanted his character to look. Um, and instead of being a big and fat with a little nose, he became average height with large hands, nose, cheekbones um, to match his, his character's name. Um, so what else we got here? That's not that interesting. Highest grossing film of Warren Beatty's career. Wow. Um, that gangsters boardroom scene that Pat was talking about is a uh, on-screen reunion of Al Pacino and James Kahn, who were the Corleone brothers in The Godfather. Mm. Um, here's an inside trivia segment, of Tracy trivia segment, of people who passed up or missed out on roles. James Kahn himself, Harrison Ford, Richard Gere, Mel Gibson, Paul Newman, Robert Redford, and George C. Scott, or oh, and Tom Selleck, were considered yeah. for the role of Dick Tracy. Um, apparently, not many people actually wanted to do it, and when they and they and they struggled to get a director. Um, so when they that the, the uh, asked Warren Beatty if he was keen to direct and he said I'll only direct if I can also star as Dick Tracy in which they were like yes please because they were struggling to find a star and then Beatty started moulding the film around what he wanted it to be and a lot of people that are in it are in it as almost favours to him through his <clears throat> early earlier career in the 70s and 80s um De Niro and Nicholson were genuinely offered the role. Nicholson turned it down because of, he was doing the Joker. And De Niro refused it because he didn't want to be typecast as a, um, a hard and tough guy like his character from Taxi Driver. Um, <clears throat> Martin Scorsese was in line to direct at one point, but had to turn it down because he locked in Goodfellas. Equally good films, in my opinion. <clears throat> Gene Hackman turned down the role of Lips Manless because he couldn't bear being directed by Warren Beatty again after his experience on a previous film called Reds. <laughs> uh, Macaulay Culkin had to turn down the role of The Kid because he had signed on to do Home Alone. Oh, choice. Mm. Interestingly, though, Karen o Catherine O'Hara was able to appear in both films as she plays Culkin's mum. And I think she's, she's one of the, she, it's more of a cameo, but she plays the, the lady Texie. Um, Tim Burton was another one offered to direct, but turned it down for Edward Scissorhands. The role of Mumbles was originally going to go to Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, well, that's good. It would have been mm, good. Would have also been good, but I mean, pretty happy with what we got. Oh, yeah. Pacino wanted to decline credit for the film and wanted to use a pseudonym. Um, and, and, and in very early production, his role is um, credited to a, a person named Guido Frans Frascati. <laughs> this one's for you, Pat. 
Um, so when Tracy leaps off the building onto the lamppost and smashes his face in the fil- in the pole, which is seen in the film, um, he was asked years later from a, by a reporter, journalist, whatever, um, about um, if he felt bad for the stunt person injuring themselves and ending up in the screen uh, in the in the film, and he just replied with, "That was me." <laughs> oh wow. Any, any uh, details on the injuries sustained? <laughs> I don't know if it was the injuries or the film, but it certainly started the end of his career. That's, that's why uh, he's having all those long pauses after some people talk to him in the movie. He's <laughs> concussed as fuck. Um, the character of Little Face was really, really hard to cre- uh, create because in, so in the comics, he's an, a normal size head with a tiny face the size of a nose. Um, so to create the effect, they actually cast a child and fitted him into an oversized body and made up a head to make it look like his face was tiny <laughs> and then was dubbed later with the voice of an adult. That's weird as fuck. I love this part. <clears throat> Warren Beatty wanted to put as many characters from the comics in the film as he could because he, was, he feared that they might not make a sequel. It's clearly well done. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> they can't. Of... He, didn't he kill like every single person in the in that big shootout? <laughs> Going to yeah. be in the sequel. Second to last one. So, uh, Madonna and Beatty were actually dating in real life during filming, and um, when he proposed to her, she stalled on the question of marriage, and so he ended their romance. Um, and claimed that the engagement ring he gave her was actually a friendship ring. <laughs> um, last thing. So post-production, Beatty seems, I don't know the ins and outs of this, but Beatty seems to have ownership over the property of Dick Tracy. And I'm, what, what appears to be some sort of rule in the contract is that in order to maintain ownership, Dick Tracy content has to come up, come out every five or ten years or whatever, so he can hold on to it. And so over the last 30 years, there's been like little cartoons or you know, little random thoughts and stuff like that of Dick Tracy, so much as maybe a month ago, um, and you can find it on YouTube. There's a video called Tracy Zooms In that is um a, zoom, a, a fake Zoom call between a random interviewer, Dick Tracy, and Warren Beatty. And at one point, Warren Beatty argue over the fact that Dick Tracy stood him up for a lunch. I was YouTubing scenes, uh, scene earlier, and I saw that come up. And I'm guessing that's been done so that even though Warren Beatty's like, 89 or 90 or something like that he's still not prepared to give up the rights and that concludes tracy trivia i hope you all enjoyed it thanks for joining the podcast good night oh that segment should be called something like bob does film history I thought we were going to have to answer questions, so I was happy with how that went. From now on, whenever we do a trivia segment, it's called Tracy Trivia, and Sam has to make that noise. <laughs>
I've done a uh, I've done a draw for positions in the character draft already, Bob. Were you not paying attention to Tracy trivia? Uh, no, no, um, oh, no. I listened. I listened. Um, and you'll be pleased to know that you have first pick, Bob. I'm not. Um, and Pat, you've got second pick. Unfortunately for me, because I reckon third pick's the worst. Mm. I don't know, man. Like I can see three people that I'd happily draft here. So, but one and six. But like three people that I would pick as my first pick, at least. Yeah, I think I I just think there's a big drop off after four, after three. Sorry, and I reckon we should take Bobby Boucher's mum off the list because everyone's going to want to pick her. That's fair enough. <laughs> Who's your true number one then, Bob? Oh, I mean, I I wasn't I wasn't oh, shit. Well, who are the three? Who are your three that you're tossing up between? You can't you can't you can't show your hand yet. <laughs> no, I'm happy to show it. my hand. They're not big just boy. laughing till six. Big boy, breathless. I've got four kid. And probably mumbles. Um, I'm going to take Breathless. <laughs> Good pick. Yeah. You know, she's she's the mastermind behind it all. Um, she commands every scene she's in. Um, she reignited things in me I didn't know I had. <laughs> Pretty pretty happy with Breathless's performance um, in story and just as a character in general. Nice. The fair and solid number one uh, draft. Um, I'm going to take another one that everyone wants. Is uh, I'm going to take 88 keys, the piano player. <laughs> Andy Patankin. <laughs> 88 keys he there's some there's some phenomenal and uh not so much acting in this movie the best acting in this movie comes from the character inside the movie doing some amazing acting in their framing dick tracy murder and he does that massive like monologue screaming out down the stairs mm. You can't blackmail me, Dick Tracy. Nobody does that to me. I don't have to pay you. I don't have to give you a dime. I don't have to give you a nickel, Dick Tracy. And he's screaming. And he's just like, this guy's acting his fucking pants off. And uh, he really sells it. And that's how Dick Tracy goes down. Uh, so I'll take 88 keys. He was also just quite enjoyable throughout the movie. Um, he has some pretty funny stuff. Um... And then for oh no no, oh, no. Sammy's got to go. Yep. Sammy's got to go. I'm normally yeah. doing the back to backs in these draft. I get to have a little yeah, breather. Yeah, I don't really like it actually. Uh, Pat, if you don't understand how the draft works by now, I mean, it's pretty <laughs> yeah, straightforward, you're, mate. Um, you are throwing stones here. Well, since <laughs> Billy Joel's been taken off the, uh, <laughs> the the list, well, I've got the easiest two picks. Cat's uh, Pat's broken the um, the character draft here by taking p- the piano man. Um, <laughs> oh, my number one, my number one was Big Boy. 
he is just yeah. friggin fantastic um interesting that he decided what he was gonna because when i saw big boy patrice i thought it does like all the other names made sense whereas the big boy patrice looking at pacino didn't really make sense i thought thought he should have just been like this obese guy who just sat there and gave orders um so yeah big, big boy character. yeah patrice yeah i think i called him patrice mm, <laughs> oh, I, thought, I thought you selected me <laughs> Definitely big boy Caprice. Look, look, the people listening to this won't have watched Dick Tracy either, let's be honest. Um, yeah. If I've got any time tomorrow, I'm going to bombard our socials telling people to watch this movie. <laughs> and the fourth pick, I'm just going to go with Dick Tracy. Um, started off not liking him just because I just have this propensity to not like people that Sean likes and things. Um... But he, I don't know, his he had good chemistry with everyone on this on the set. Um, Mumbles in particular, but the kid and um, him were great scenes. So was his scenes with Tess and Breathless. Um, So Warren, I thought it was Beatty, but is it Beatty? I thought it was Beatty, and then I heard Pat say Beatty once and went ran with it. I'm going to call him Warren Beatty because that's what I think his name is. I think he does a great job. I think that is when we could, how we his career hasn't stood the test of time. <laughs> it's not as bad as when we couldn't figure out if Pyro was English or Australian in the X Men series. <laughs> Fuck me, Australian accent. Yeah, easily to mix up. Um, I'll take my my second pick. I will take. Uh, Mumbles, Dusty nice. is outstanding in this. Um, and yeah, mentioned before, I actually thought I might get, I might snap Dick Tracy, but he took him. He deserved it as well, especially for wearing that that <laughs> lamppost straight in his face. But um, those scenes with Dick Tracy and Mumbles are really good. Um, and talking about the sort of quiet pauses with. Um, Dick Tracy not saying anything. There's some quite good like silent scenes from Mumbles just sort of skulking in the background. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, so I'll take Mumbles. Is Mumbles like drunk or something, or is he just kind of like he's something up with his mouth? Oh no, there's a bit of a backstory where he was on the side of a building and tried to jump for a lamppost. Um, oh, geez. Well, that, that leaves me a pretty easy pick um, of the kid, who yeah, I nice. definitely really enjoyed um, more and more as it went on. He got Dick Tracy out of a couple of hot spots as well. He was actually a very, very useful sidekick. And, um, yeah, pretty pretty glad that um, he, he ends up... Uh, I, I'd love to see a sequel. Um, and see where these characters have gone and maybe that could lead us into our draft because I'd love it doesn't have to be a remake it could be a sequel but with new characters so it's not that long uh, in the future but I'd love to see that relationship develop I guess the kid is the only character in the story who has somewhat of an origin story Um, if we had a fourth person on this the character draft would have been just as good as well because I think Tess Trueheart and Flattop are two other great um, Flattop's so good. Characters. Princess well. Tess. 
There's just some real weird ones you get to throw on in there as well. Um, what are we doing? Are we doing a recast? Pat, have you done a recast? We're going to recast. Oh, um, I, did, I, did, I did have that, that thought um, yeah, that Sean had. I ended up going against it. But one of the thoughts I had for recast was go sequel and have uh, Tracy Jr. as Dick Tracy. But um, I kind of thought of some other people and didn't even take his name down. So um, with Dick Tracy, I, I was really splitting hairs between two. Um, one of them was Ben Affleck, but I feel like he's been a weird Batman before. I've gone with Brett Goldstein, uh, who plays Roy Kent on Ted Lasso. Um, he's also now Hercules in the MCU. Um, oh, yeah, I know Massive that talent. I reckon he would be awesome as a Dick Tracy. Um, and the way I've sort of cast this as well is although the quote-unquote good guys are sort of around that age, and I've gone quite a bit older for all the gangsters. Um, Can I just go back to your... The thing I do like about your Ben Affleck thought is um, if you want to stay true to the original, he could be Dick Tracy and direct. He could, he could. The other um, thought there was you, that um, you could have Matt Damon as flat top. <laughs> <laughs> and keeping those two together. Um I've got uh, I've gone big boy. I've got Richard Kind, um, as for Spin City, a um, little bit older. Oh, yeah. There was another one I thought of, Colin Farrell, because he basically almost looks like a little bit like big boy as his role in as the penguin and uh, yeah, as Batman. But uh, Richard Kind, I thought would do a really good job there. I think he's got enough weird there to just um really go off the cuff with some weird dialogue through the escape scene there. I'd like to see what he could do with that. As a character actor, he could perform any of the deformed gangster roles pretty well, couldn't he? Yeah, 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 100%. He would be awesome as uh, Big Boy as well, I agree. Yep, um, and I've also got my flat top as John C. Riley. I think those two would go pretty well. Uh, Mumbles, I'm going to go with Tim Allen. They have old Mumbles. Um, nice. especially if you're going to have uh, um, Richard Kind kind of doing the work of Al Pacino also <laughs> in the movie directing the musical shows um, got to have someone with a voice as well Lady Gaga um, this is up there, Gaga's alley. I think she'd be outstanding there and I, if, if they got a bit of backing behind it she'd probably take it as well because I feel like she'd, she'd whip in the shoes of Madonna there. Um, and my test true heart is Zoe Duchanel. Duchanel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then we've kind of just got a bunch of random people that could fill in any of those gangsters' roles. They've just got to be of really expressive faces. Um, although I did note down prune face would be Tommy Lee Jones. But the various gangsters with <laughs> expressive, expressive faces, you got your Vince Vaughns, you got Willem Dafoe, uh, Michael Sheen and Jim Carrey um, would be playing yeah. any of those weird heads out really well. Um, notice that I haven't done the kid because I mean, child actors is too hard. You just go to any school and find the kid with too much self confidence and learn how to act. 
Yeah, there aren't um, like as many well-known child stars as that film, and maybe it's because we look back at the nineties now and go, like, Macaulay Culkin was a big deal or whatever. But it's hard to think of um, child actors at the moment. Yeah, you almost yeah, have to pick, pick someone out of a sitcom who's doing all right. It's quite hard. I've got a kid in my recast. I only did five people. Um, I don't know whether this is blasphemy, but my um, Dick Tracy is Idris Elba. Um, bit of diversity to the cast. He'd be good. Um, my one ought to be James uh, Bond. Breathless Margot Robbie. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. I wasn't quite sure on the what's her name? Tess Trueheart. But my kid, Tom Holland. Oh yeah. Spider Man. And the big boy uh what is it? Is it Caprice? Not Patrice. Big boy Caprice, um Josh Brolin. Oh yeah, I oh, yeah. saw oh, I heard. Yeah. That'd be good. Um, that was all I had. Well, these are great ideas, and, and um, the only irony issue is that um, there's only one man who will play Dick Tracy, and that's Warren Beatty Beatty. Um, <laughs> but you know, I'll take him as a 90 year old Dick Tracy if we get the rest of these people in a movie. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, is there, is there anything else to add? Let's wrap it up. Nah, I'm good. We're uh, I think we're looking at doing some um, some more films coming up, some Adam Sandler films, and um, we'll throw in maybe a debut of Father Ted in the next couple of weeks as well. Yeah, we've also had a request from uh, one of our dear listeners, uh, Shane Stratford, for us to revisit Mortal Kombat 1995 or the sequel. Mortal Kombat Annihilation 1997, he actually said that he was really disappointed in Sam's take on Raiden and would really, really, really interested in Sam's thoughts on the sequel. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, so- signing off, um, we're, we're on the socials. Uh, we started a TikTok, WIWT90S. We don't know how to do it because we're millennials. Um, so it's just clips of stuff, but you know, get on there. Instagram, same thing. Twitter, same handle. Um, and yeah, we've got a Facebook group. Don't worry about it. No one, no one, no one does anything in there at the moment. Um, also, you know, give us a little, give us a little five star review uh, on your provider of choice. Say whatever you want. It doesn't doesn't mess with the algorithms. Sledge us as much as you want, but give us five stars because that's really good. That helps us, pops us up in the search engines or something or other. And, um, yeah, don't be afraid to recommend a podcast to a friend. We've been told that we're now top five podcasts for curing insomnia. So um, that's good news. Um, Put it on, fall asleep, feel really good about yourself and everyone else who is a regular listener. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. We have locked ourselves in for another 12 months. We're not going anywhere for that time. Sorry, guys. Felt like you were... 
I saw Sam feeling pretty sheepish about that. So, yeah, thank you very much. Um, we really do appreciate it. And also YouTube's going better than it's ever been before. Thanks to everyone who likes and comments. And um, we're going to keep putting these out for people to maybe listen to or even, you know, in the last 10 minutes. It's better than nothing. So keep hitting us up. We're going to stay. We're going to stay. Have a good uh, morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are right now. Yeah, cheers, guys.